0: Welcome to the Queen City Church Podcast. We're so excited that you decided to join us and we wanted to personally welcome you. Thank you so much for listening in today. Our goal is that this message will encourage you and give you practical steps for a relationship with God that keep getting better and better. Enjoy the message. We are in the fourth and final week of a series we're calling Can't Steal My Joy, where we've been doing a deep dive study of the New Testament book of Philippians. And the biggest theme of this book that we've discovered is that you can have joy in any circumstance. Now this book was written by the Apostle Paul and he's writing to a church that he started actually about 10 years before he was writing this letter. It was to this church that was in the city of Philippi. And he's pastorally pushing them towards maturity. He's saying, get this, that one of the marks of a mature Christian is that you can have joy no matter what. That even on your worst days, it is possible to still have joy. It may be hard to be happy, but you can still have joy. And right now I think that we need to be reminded of this truth. We need to be reminded of this right now with everything that's happening, but make no mistake about it, that this series isn't ignoring the things that are happening right now in our world. and We're not sticking our head in the sand and pretending like everything is okay. Have joy, just smile and just la 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 la. Like don't even worry about anything. That's, that's not what this is, no. The things that are happening right now in our world are very real. They're very real. And they're really affecting each and every one of us. But this series is acknowledging that in the middle of all these very real things, that we can still experience very real joy that cannot be taken from us. Though whatever my way, you can't steal my joy. And this is Paul's consistent message throughout the entire book of Philippians. And so in chapter four, we see this right off the bat. In verse four, he says this, always, always be full of joy in the Lord. And just in case you didn't hear, he says, I say it again, rejoice. And then right after this verse where he says, always be full of joy in the Lord. I say it again, rejoice. And then right after this, he addresses a very specific topic that has the ability to steal your joy. And so today for the rest of our time, if you're taking notes, which I hope you are, I wanna talk about this the number one thief of joy. I wanna talk about the number one thief of joy. We can't end a series called Can't Steal My Joy without talking about the number one thief of joy. So for the rest of the time, we're gonna be talking about this topic of worry, stress, and anxiety. So we're gonna be talking about that. But before that, let's pray and let's invite God to do whatever he wants to do. God, we love you. We thank you so much for today. We thank you for the miracle of technology that allows us to be together right now. And so God, we just don't wanna be together through technology. God, we invite you to be with us right now. God, I ask that you be in every single home right now. And we open up our mind and our hearts for you to speak. And we give you permission to speak into any area of our life. Anything you want, speak. We're ready to listen. In Jesus' name we pray. And everybody said... Amen. Just by a show of hands, just you in the room and you at home, how many of you ever, like, ever worry? You ever worry? Just, you know, some of you worry a lot. You can put both hands in the air. Like, you ever feel anxious? You ever worry? Of, of course. Like, you do, I do. Like, you're not alone if that's you. In fact, worry and anxiety, if you do some research, is at an all-time high right now in our world. Listen to some of these stats anxiety is the number one mental health problem in America. That more than 75% of adults consider themselves to be highly stressed. That's three out of four. And then listen to this, worry and anxiety is the number one reason for sickness and disease in America with 60% of sickness and disease having their root in our worry and our anxiety and stress levels. And get this, this was before a global pandemic. This was before all that. And so they've done research on what this season that we've all been experiencing the last three-plus months and what this is doing to our souls. Listen to what the World Health Organization said, who, if you've ever heard that. There was a time where I heard that, and I'm like, I have no clue. Who is talking about who? I don't understand. That actually stands for the World Health Organization. And they recently released this statement. I'm going to put it on the screen because I want you to see this. It says this, they said that fear, worry, and stress are normal responses to perceived or real threats, and at times when we are faced with uncertainty or the unknown. So it is normal and understandable that people are experiencing fear in the context of this COVID-19 pandemic. Adding to the fear of contracting the virus in a pandemic such as COVID-19 are the significant changes to our daily lives as our movements are restricted in support of efforts to contain or slow down the spread of the virus. Faced with new realities of working from home, temporary unemployment, homeschooling of children, and lack of physical contact with our family members, friends, and colleagues, it is important that we look after our mental as well as our physical health. And then I found this article from the Washington Post and they wrote an article saying this, that the coronavirus pandemic is pushing America into a mental health crisis. And they also said this, that coronavirus is causing a historic rise in mental health problems. So how many of you would say that throughout the last three plus months that you've worried more, that you've had more anxiety? Just let me see, just show of hands. How many would you say, because I know I have. I know I have, like I get it, that's me. Over the last 15 weeks, with everything happening in our world, I've experienced more worry, more stress, more anxiety than any other time in my life, and I mean that. I've been thinking about it this week a lot. And it's like, I think this is the most that I've ever experienced. I, I'm honestly just thankful I still got my hair. I'm thankful that it's, that it's still mostly all one color. And I'm just, I'm very thankful. But I've experienced, I've personally experienced, I don't know about you, but I've experienced the fact that worry and stress and anxiety, it is like, it is like battling to steal my joy. The good news is, is that the Bible isn't silent about this topic. And in Philippians, he goes on to say, right after he says, just always have joy, he says this in verse six, he says this, he says, don't worry about anything. Instead, pray about everything. Tell God what you need and thank him for all he has done. Then you will experience God's peace, which exceeds anything we can understand, His peace will guard your hearts and minds as you live in Christ Jesus. And now, dear brothers and sisters, one final thing. Fix your thoughts on what is true and honorable and right and pure and lovely and admirable. Think about things that are excellent and worthy of praise. Keep putting into practice all you learned and received from me, everything you heard from me and saw me doing then, the God of peace will be with you. And here's what I love about these verses that we just read. Paul gives us some practical tools of how to handle our worry and our stress and our anxiety. And he gives us both a short-term solution and a long-term solution. So I'm gonna just break that chunk of scripture down and give you three things. Here's number one, write this down. Worry about nothing. That's what he says. He says, worry about nothing. In in verse six, he says, don't worry about anything. Remember, this is Paul writing from a Roman prison. And he's awaiting his trial. And so literally right here, when he's writing those four words, don't worry about anything. He is right now not knowing whether he's going to be released, whether he's going to be in prison the rest of his life, or whether he's going to be executed for not even doing anything wrong. And in that context, he says, don't worry about anything. Get this, get this. If this verse is true, then there's not one thing, according to God, where the appropriate response is worry. There's not one thing where the appropriate sp- response from God is worry. There's nothing uh, that's big enough where God says, okay, I give you permission to worry about that. No, he says, don't worry about anything. And maybe you're sitting there thinking, like, come on, Pastor Brian, like, that is so much easier said than done. You don't know my life. You don't know how I'm wired. There's no way. I can't worry. And the question is that I would, if that's you, I would lovingly just say, like, would God put something in the Bible and ask us to do something if we weren't able to do it? I, 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 I truly believe that he wouldn't, because that would be just straight up mean, But this verse, listen, this verse should never discourage you. It should encourage you. It should like really encourage you. The good news of this verse is that you and I have the ability to live life free of worry. That you can truly worry about nothing. And I believe the rest of the verse, of these verses, it tells us how. And so number one, worry about nothing. Number two, pray about everything. So worry about nothing, pray about everything. That verse six, it, it says, don't worry about anything. Instead, pray about everything. Tell God what you need and thank him for all he has done. Paul is saying that prayer is the short-term solution to your worry. That, and prayer at its simplest form, is just talking to God. A lot of times I think we think it's something more than what it is, where prayer, all it is, is just talking to God. Literally, this verse says that as soon as you feel worry, as soon as you feel stress, as soon as you feel anxiety, like talk to God, don't wait. Let prayer be your first response, not your last resort. That right there in the middle of your worry, talk to God and listen that whenever you experience that, just invite Him in hey, right now I feel stressed. Right now I feel worried. God, right now I stop everything and I invite you in right in the middle of this worry. Yeah. And he's saying, just invite him in. No matter what's going on, invite him in. Let me show you a picture of what this can look like. And I have this balloon right here and just imagine that this balloon represents your life or maybe it represents your heart. It, it just Maybe represents that. And, and this would be just a carefree life. You don't even got to care in the world. But here's what, oftentimes, as a result of just living in the world, a lot of times we experience. And imagine, like as I, as I fill up this balloon, that that represents worry, that represents anxiety, that, that represents stress. And this is what happens. So, a lot of times, something happens. 2020 happens, and then and you turn on the news, you see what's happening you go you go to you go to your job and maybe you don't get the promotion or whatever happens, and maybe there's financial strain and stress and I mean, think right now, some of you are getting just a little bit of anxious that if I just keep going, who knows what will happen. But a lot of us are living life like this where the truth of this scripture is you don't have to. And the truth of this scripture is that prayer, can, and that's probably what a lot of us sound like whenever we're praying. I think God's okay with that. But it. It releases your balloon. Yeah. It releases the stress. It's in there. And so many times, that's what the gift of prayer can do. But when we don't, and we just keep living life, and we keep experiencing that worry, and we just continue, and we just keep continuing, and more stress, and more worry, it could like, we could just eventually pop. I'm not going to do that to everybody because that would just, it would freak me out. And so, okay, I'm just going to let this go. Okay, it's going to sound funny. Okay, now we can move on. And, um, but that's a picture. That's a picture of what this verse is saying is that prayer releases that stress. It gives God your worry. You don't have to carry it anymore. And here's the cool thing. You read through Philippians chapter four. And if you do that, listen to what the result is going to be when you pray. The very next verse in verse seven, he says, then you will experience God's peace. Which exceeds anything we can understand. His peace will guard your hearts and minds as you live in Christ Jesus. That the result of prayer will be that you experience peace, but not just any peace not just peace that you and I can talk ourselves into having, like we kind of hype ourselves up to get a little bit of peace. It's not Brian peace, it's God's peace. We will experience God's peace that this scripture says that passes all our understanding. In other words, we'll be able to experience peace that doesn't even make sense, peace that surprises you, peace that you probably shouldn't even have. And sometimes it even surprises other people when you're going through this reality of life and people are like, how in the world with everything that's happening in your life can you have peace right now? Because it passes their understanding. It says, if you pray, you can experience peace from God. And listen, if you're not consistently praying and talking to God about the things that make you worried and anxious and stressed, you're holding on to things that you were never designed to carry. That if you look at your DNA, that God never, when he put you together, he never wove into your DNA things like worry and stress and anxiety, which means at some point we've picked it up along the way. It's not part of who I am. That this is something I have picked up along the way. And here's what I've learned. That if I'm holding on to something, I can't receive anything. Because my hands are full. Because I've picked this up along the way. And because i picked it up, I can't receive anything else. So if I'm holding on to worry, there's no way that I can pick up peace. Because I'm holding on to worry. And I was reminded This week, thinking through this thought of this beautiful hymn that I grew up singing in my church. Growing up as a little kid, I remember hearing this song in church and it's a song called, What a Friend We Have in Jesus. And listen to these beautiful lyrics. He says, what a friend we have in Jesus. All our sins and griefs to bear. What a privilege to carry everything to the Lord in prayer. Oh, what peace we often forfeit. Oh, what needless pain we bear. All because we do not carry everything to God in prayer. So worry about nothing. Pray about everything. And then number three, here's what this scripture says. Think about the right things. It says in verse eight, fix your thoughts. Think about the things of what is true and honorable and right and pure and lovely and admirable. Think about things that are excellent and worthy of praise. Now get this. Here's here's a big revelation I've gotten in my life that if prayer is the short-term solution to worry and anxiety and stress, it's a short-term solution. Thinking about the right things is the long-term solution. So maybe you're thinking like, I've tried the prayer thing and it does give me a little bit of relief and it does help in the short term, but why does it keep coming back? Like why, why doesn't it just stay away? Like when I pray, why doesn't God just deliver me from that worry all the time? And like, why does it keep coming back? Here's the truth. Prayer can break worry and anxiety in a moment, but it takes time to change the patterns of thinking. Because worry often comes from like a particular thought pattern, something that's deep within us, something that we just keep thinking over and over again. And scientists, they even talk about this. They call it a neuropathway. And this this word neuropathway, it just means that when you think a thought, it creates a literal path in your brain, and scientists have discovered when it comes to these neuropathways, the more you think a thought, number one, the stronger it gets, two, the easier it is to think it again, and three, the harder it is to think a different thought. So just think about if you're thinking the wrong thing. So if you're thinking the wrong thing that brings so much worry and anxiety and stress in your life, you think it, then you're, you're prone to think it again. It's harder to change that thinking, and every time you think it, it gets stronger, But the good news is, is that scientists have also discovered that the brain has the power to change. And they call that, the scientific word is neuroplasticity. And all it means is this, is that scientifically, you have the power to change the way that you think. Now, I love it whenever science discovers what God's been saying for a long time. (laughs) Because listen to what it says in Romans chapter 12, verse 2. Don't copy the behaviors and the customs of this world. Don't be on the same neural pathways as everybody else, but let God transform you, have neuroplasticity into a new person, a brand new person. How? By changing the way you think. See, the reality of this verse is that through God, you have the ability to change the way you think you do not have to keep thinking that same way. Yeah. I used to have a guy in my life, he'd always say, no more stinking thinking. And it's like, like but listen, like, the, the, the truth of this is that through God, you have the ability to change the way that you think. Again, would God put this in there if it wasn't possible? Right. You can. And here's the cool thing about this. Here's going to be the result. When you constantly think about the right things, you will experience not just short-term peace, but long-term peace. Listen to what it says in verse nine right after that. Keep putting into practice all you learned and receiving from me. Even if, like, just keep doing it. Keep doing it. Everything you heard from me and saw me doing, then the God of, there it is, peace will be with you. See, prayer is how you experience immediate peace. Peace. Thinking about the right things is how you experience lasting peace. Now, I know this works. I believe it with all my heart because I've seen it with my own eyes. And my oldest son, Jordan, who's eight years old now, when he was three, got diagnosed on the autism spectrum. And uh, one of the things that, that a lot of kids that are on the autism spectrum really have to deal with and, and experience, it, they really struggle with worry and anxiety. And there was a time when he was around four years old when it was at its worst. And Heather and I, we, we really were trying everything we could. And it seemed like nothing was working. And we were very desperate for help. And one day I was reading in my devos, my time with God, and I got to Philippians chapter four, in my Bible reading plan, and I read through that. And it was like, it jumped off the page in a fresh and unique way where it's like, there is the short-term and the long-term solution to anxiety, stress, worry. And so I just decided, I'm just gonna put this to the test because I believe that this is God's word. I believe that it's alive, that it's active. It speaks to every area of our life. I I just don't wanna read it. I wanna live it. And so let's at least try. And so we did. And um, so we started to pray every single time that he would worry. And this is what it would look like. I would... would, um, he, we could see it in his behavior and we would take him to another room and we'd sit down and I'd try to get him to hold his hands out like this. And I'd tell him, buddy, like right now you have worry, stress, anxiety. And I'm telling you, God never, just imagine this. And I said, God did not put that inside your DNA. Like, so that means that we picked it up but instead of holding on to it, let's let's open up our hands. And I give him to open up his hands. And I give him the picture, that worry and that stress in his hands. See, it's still there, but right now I'm not holding on to it. And because of that, it can be taken away. And so we prayed and we would pray, God, would you take away our worry? And God, I pray peace and calm over my little boy. And We open up our hands. We let go. We give it to you. And God, right now, we receive your peace that also we can't have by ourselves, but can only come from you. And so God, would you give us peace? And so we we started doing that. And here's the crazy thing. It worked. And uh, one time we finished and it was one of the first times we ever did this. And we finished, we did that. And he said, I'm not sad anymore. And his worry turned to joy and God gave him peace. The thing is it wouldn't last. And so we would do this over and over and over again. Sometimes we would do it, I'm talking about 30 times a day is that we we would finish, okay, go in the room, open our hands, imagine that worry's there, pray, God, take it away, give us peace, walk out the room, and then literally three minutes later, okay, we gotta go back in, we gotta get after this again, let's pray again. And we just kept doing it over and over and over and over again. And here's the crazy thing, the more, here's what we found, the more we prayed, the better it got. And what started as 10 times a day turned into 10 times a week, which then turned into 10 times a month. Why? Because short-term prayer gave him the peace that he needed. But the more that we did that long-term, it changed the way he thought. It literally was rewiring his brain that Romans 12 was happening every single time that we are doing. And I'm telling you, applying Philippians chapter four completely changed my little boy's life. And I believe it can change your life too. So let me end with this. Paul continues to go on and he says this right after that in verse 11, he says this. He says, not that I was ever in need for I have learned how to be content with whatever I have. I know how to live on almost nothing or with everything. I have learned the secret of living in every situation. So I truly believe he would be like right now in the middle of everything that's happening in our world, quarantine, racial injustice, all these things, that I have learned the secret of living in every situation, whether it's with a full stomach, he's a man, or empty with plenty or little. By the way, I love that it says I have learned that it's not just a spiritual gift that he just had that it wasn't just something that just magically happened one day. It was, I have learned, means that he, there's that one time where he wasn't content in every situation, that, that he didn't always have joy and peace, that he learned, he grew, he changed. And if Paul can learn it, I'm telling you, you can too. So he's sitting in a prison cell for doing nothing wrong, not knowing whether or not he was gonna live or die. And he says, you know what, guys, I've learned how to be content. I've learned how to have joy. I've learned how to have peace. I've learned how to not live life dominated by worry and stress and anxiety. And so I'm telling you, if I met him in that moment, right after verse 12, I would ask, how in the world is that possible? What is your secret? Please tell me, I want that for my life. I wanna be content no matter what happens. I wanna have that type of joy that can't be taken from me. How do I have it? And he ends the book with this in verse 13. He says, for I can do every, you wanna know how? I can do everything through Christ who gives me strength. So real, lasting peace and joy can be found in a relationship with Jesus. And in fact, One of Jesus's very names is the Prince of Peace. And I'm telling you today, the Prince of Peace can offer you the peace that you're desperately searching for. And that is available to you today. Write this down as we end. Just this principle. With Jesus, peace isn't just possible, it's promised. With Jesus, peace, it isn't just just possible it's promised i want you to bow your head and close your eyes and just ask god right there we do this every week but i think it's important just ask god god what are you saying to me what are you speaking to me not to somebody else but what are you saying to me right now and what does my response need to be to this message and maybe for some of you you need to go all in with god and you need to make the decision to follow Jesus. You need to make the decision to say, I wanna start or restart a relationship with the Prince of Peace. And maybe you have had a relationship in the past and you've let it slip away. And right now you're here and you are, I mean, you just feel so far from God. And maybe you're here and you've never had a relationship with God and you find yourself at church at home right now, needing a fresh start. And if that's you, I just wanna encourage you. And you know that's your response. I need to start or restart a relationship with the Prince of Peace. Just pray this in your heart. Just pray something like this. Say, Jesus, I love you. I need you. I'm sorry that I've lived my life without you. I repent. I change my mind and I change my direction. Will you come live inside me? Change me and make me brand new. I surrender my whole life to you. I give you everything. I give you my life. And I choose today to follow you. We love you. And we thank you so much for the cross, the empty tomb that you defeated death. We thank you for Jesus. And it's through Jesus that we pray. Amen. Thank you so much for joining us today. If this message has changed your perspective on God or life, feel free to email your story to info at queencitypeople.com. We'd love to celebrate the change happening in your life. We'd also love to pray for you. If you have any prayer requests, big or small, head over to queencitypeople.com slash prayer and fill out the form with as much detail as you'd like. For more information about Queen City Church's service times, location, or events, visit queencitypeople.com or follow us on social media platforms at Queen City People.